You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the show with the Coach Ed Young. I am Matt Hatfield, and we're pleased to be joined by another special guest on the line. He is the head men's basketball coach of the Atlantic 10 champion Virginia Commonwealth University Rams, 27-8 and overall, three NCAA tournament selections in the past five seasons, and he's got a career record of 129-61, and over 68% winning percentage, 72-32 and in A-10 play. We say hello to our pal, Coach Mike Rhodes. Coach, how you doing out there? I'm doing great, Matt. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Well, uh, let's recap a little bit of the season for you guys at VCU. Another great year, six for six in terms of winning seasons, 27 and eight. You go dancing yet again in March, which is always the goal and fun to do. I know it was a tough finish, though, against St. Mary's and also seeing your standout and ace ball when go down in that game. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, sometimes the seating's not as important as the matchup. We knew it'd be a tough matchup, even for them, a little contrast in style of play and. You know, I just their physicality hurt us at the rim. Uh, you know, we've done a great job all year long, Matt, of of scoring at the rim, getting to the foul line, and and their physicality, I just thought, it, you know, took us off our our edge. And of course, it's a close game when Ace went down. He got clipped on a free on a, shooting a three, and uh, I'm glad it was just a sprained ankle and a and a pulled groin. I thought he I thought he messed up his knee. When if you look at it, you know, he caught himself, but he. Uh, He's recovering. He's he's doing pretty well. He just got a little bit of swelling, but uh, yeah, great season. Tough day last Friday, uh, but that's the NCAA tournament. Uh, this is one of my most enjoyable years I've ever had coaching. These guys were just locked in of getting better every day, and started off the year mad five and four, and people were probably questioning us and counting us out, and they they just they bought into each other and just kept getting better and. And uh, our January and February going into March was a lot of fun. Really, really proud of the guys. Yeah, one in 22 of your next 25 games with a 5-4 and four start, not too shabby, including that 8-10 tournament where there's a lot of landmines out there, whether it's Dayton, St. Louis, Richmond, Davidson, George Mason, the list goes on and on to navigate that league. And you mentioned about seeding. You were a 12 seed. A lot of people felt you were better than that. You could be you know, anywhere from an 8 to an 11, perhaps. But uh, this, anything is, we've been taught during this tournament is that seeding doesn't really matter these days. <laughs> No, you're exactly right. I, I, it's it's the matchup. It's uh, what region you get put in, and, and uh, the number. Everybody's good. Like I, that's one thing. I, I don't care what anyone says. And when you get to the NCAA tournament, everybody's there for a reason. They had a great season. Uh, they got hot, and they're rolling into March Madness. Uh, but everybody's good, and there's a lot of really good players at all levels, and they get to show off uh, in, in March. And and you see that, and you see that going on right now. Hey Mike, uh, Ed Young here. Congrats on hey, another coach. another great season. I, I'd be honest Thank with you, you and I, don't take this the wrong way. As soon as you lost St. Mary's, I threw my bracket away. I, I had you picked. I think I had you going to the Final Four. So I just said, oh, I'm done. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I look, I was really excited to if we could get by St. Mary's. And we weren't looking by them because Coach Bennett's a heck of a coach out there. And we knew how good of a team they are. And, and uh, we knew that the contrast in styles could – you know, caused problems and it and it did more than uh, more than we would have liked. But I was excited if we had an opportunity to play UConn. We 
played him to overtime last year in the Bahamas without ace. He was still recovering from his Achilles rupture, and and uh, I just I thought we matched up really well with them inside and out on the perimeter and, and style of play. So you know, but you as you know, coach, you've been around long enough. Uh, you got to show up that day and play those forty minutes, whatever it may be, and. And we just didn't play well enough to win. And, and uh, offensively, we just got bogged down too much. We didn't we didn't score enough at the basket. We had some opportunities. And if we did that late in the game, hey, anything could happen in March. Well, one, one thing is I just believe in, in what you do with your kids. And, you know, Thank people you. don't know it. I've, I've been to your practices, and Mike Mike's taking charges. <clears throat> He's diving <laughs> for loose balls on the floor. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. What other Division One coach does this kind of stuff? But – and that's what I've always been proud about you is you really – that's why your kids play hard for you. You really go at it, and it's just amazing to see you guys practice. But what I really got to get from you now is you've been able to – I know you're probably hard into recruiting and, and, and exit interviews with all your kids and whatever, but, you know, your personal take on what you're seeing. You know, we have all the four number ones out. We've got a San Diego State and FAU in there, Princeton almost – you know, everybody's got reasons for it, the portal, the chemistry, the matchups, where they sent people. As as you look at it, a guy that's right there, your hands are on it, you play these teams, you see it. What What's your perspective on all this? Well, number one is, the, number one, and I don't care what anyone says, there's lots of good players at every level of Division One, Division Two, and Division Three. You know that, Coach. You've yes. been around. There's, there's guys that when they're high school seniors, they're okay, and they – gain 10 pounds of muscle, they mature, they, they emotionally mature, and they, they're, they become better basketball players. That's at every level. And I, I think you see that at this time of the year where, you know, talking about Florida Atlantic, number one is they have guys that have been in that program for a number of years, unlike other places. Uh, they have older guys. Uh, they went out and maybe only got one or two or three guys in a portal, but they're the right guys, and all that stuff just adds up. The other thing, too, Coach, and I say this all the time, I think 20 years ago, 30 years ago in the NCAA tournament, when everyone was so excited about it like now, uh, you always had the big dogs, and everybody was afraid of the big dogs. These kids from 8 to 9 to 10 years old are playing all over the country in AU basketball and playing against each other that they don't fear each other anymore. Uh, My son, Logan, who's a football player, he played against guys that we saw on TV last night in AU. Um, so he doesn't look at it like, oh, my God, that's that's that guy. It's more like, yeah, we played against him in, in Denver. We played against him in San Antonio. I remember playing against him in Houston when we were back at Rice. Like, there's not a, as much awe or the pecking order stuff. So I think that just the mentality of some of these teams, yeah, I played against that guy many a times. All right, let's go. Uh, I think that's much different than in the past. And then I just think uh, at March, uh, like BCU did in 2011 when I was on Coach Smart's staff, uh, you're feeling really good about your team. The ball's bouncing your way. You you have some luck. And, boy, then you just ride it all. And you never know, like an FAU and a Kansas State, that things just get rolling and you're playing with such great confidence and a level of swag, cockiness, whatever you want to call it. You need that, too, on the big stage. 
We're talking with VCU head basketball coach Mike Rhodes of the A-10 champion Rams here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 as we get just set for the first Elite Eight without a one seed since seeding began back in 1979. And Coach Rhodes cut his teeth back at Randolph-Macon from 1999 to 2009, so he knows going up the ranks from Division Three all the way up to Division One where he is right now. And Coach, you mentioned something about the fear factor with Ed there. I mean, Shaka Smart also referenced it recently, who you were on his staff as you talked about in 2011 when the Rams made that infamous run to the final four and took on Butler in the national semifinals and how much is that as a coach when you get ready for a big game whether it's a regular season game and you play a a UConn or a power five and we know about people considering some of these schools as mid-majors or what have you how much is that the the job to get that fear factor away right away or do you think that now has changed in the last 15-20 years where you step on the floor and it's already gone yeah I think a lot of it is 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 it's probably gone more now than, than in the past, just because of these kids experiences, basketball experiences before they even get set foot on, on a college campus. So I don't think that is as great as it was, um, you know, back in the eighties and early nineties. I just think the last 20 years, these kids are exposed to so much more so early in basketball that a lot of things don't phase them or they don't get as excited about or as, as nervous about. So I do think that, uh, that takes a, a a part of all this. Uh, but the other thing too is, I just think there's a level of competitiveness and competition confidence. Like when we were played in 2011, the greatest thing I thought is our guys believed they could win and they had a swag about it. Brandon Roselle grew, you know, he's a Highland Springs guy. You know, he he was never afraid to go to a gym growing up at Highland Springs he had to earn everything so he wasn't afraid to go play Purdue or Georgetown or 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 Kansas like I, I just think got kids like that and guys like that that have a competitive edge to them and a swag to them that shows out more now in March than ever uh, because because people aren't afraid when you watch the story of Fairleigh Dickinson, Coach, how much does it rekindle memories of, of your own personal story and what happened uh, 12 years ago at VCU? Because Tobin Anderson, the guy that was coaching Fairleigh Dickinson, he's now at Iona, but he was coaching at St. Thomas Aquinas, a Division II school, less than yeah, two calendar years ago. Matt, I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable, isn't it? It's awesome. Tobin's a good buddy of mine. Even better than that, Matt, is <laughs> he was at Hamilton, yeah. and they played – in our Christmas tournament at Randolph-Macon, the Reese Jewelers Christmas Classic. So he and I were in the same gym, gym together over Christmas coaching our Division Three teams. Uh, and, and he and I used to be, when we were Division Three coaches, he and I were on the camp speaking circuit up and down the East Coast to, um, to make more money, I should say. And he, all the camps he spoke at, I, I spoke at the day before, the day after, and we still laugh about it all the time, um, but you know those the runs like like FDU's uh, just bring up great memories from our run in 2011 and our you know other times we made the tournament and and what you're what you're fighting for with your program every day to try to get to a place like that. It's just it's really cool. It's really exciting. And you know I'm I, I, I'm remiss to say because uh, Tobin's top assistant Jack Castleberry, as you guys all know. Uh, mm-hmm. Cape Henry guy and a 757 guy, really excited to see him become the head coach. And when teams make great runs like this, I think a lot of people get rewarded for their hard work and their journey. Jack has an unbelievable journey as well. Now he's the Division One head coach at FDU. So uh, pretty pretty proud of Jack as well. Uh, and, to, and another thing, Mike, to throw in there, we got a 
Matter of fact, uh, you're setting a plate for John Kukorki and CNU got a national championship. Oh, yeah, we'll be talking I, to I wanted to bring that up. Uh, yeah, John has done a, a phenomenal job uh, everywhere he's been, but what he's done at Christopher Newport, uh, just it's a program. It's just not a, a good team. And he's built a program that has just, you know, done it every year the right way. And uh, what a great university Christopher Newport is. The way they support their athletics, uh, it's big time in the Division Three environment. And for what John has done, I, the women's team is in the Final Four, I take it as well, right? Yeah, getting ready to play the National Championship were, next right? weekend. Yeah, next weekend they play for oh, the national title, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, just great leadership down there. But what John's done with his program and lots of Virginia kids on his team crushing it, uh, you know, just great mad props to him. Uh, really proud of John as well. Well, and again, you know, we just we, – we look at – you know. Some of these parents don't understand what Division Three basketball is about. You've done it at Macon. Macon won a national title before. Of course, um, Virginia Wesleyan has one yeah. with Dave over there. And, of course, now John has one. And people just don't understand what the kind of work you have to do and how good Division Three basketball is. And, of course, uh, also now that we have uh, a situation with people looking all over the place for coaches, um, I'm starting a rumor right now. <laughs> Oh, here he uh, Penn goes. State University oh, here he goes. has Mike Rhodes on their um, short list. <laughs> and uh, whether you know it or not, I've already started a rumor, Mike. So it's He wants to there. negotiate for you. Look at him. Hey. Unbelievable. If they need a middle linebacker, I could do that. <laughs> My way's up there, Coach. Uh, look, uh, you know, first of all, let's talk about Virginia basketball and Division Three basketball. Like, there's great coaches everywhere. There's a lot of great players everywhere and programs. Um, I, I say this all the time. Some of the best coaches I've ever up, went up against was in the ODAC when I was there. Dave Macedo, Tony Shaver, Bill Leatherman, you know, uh, Paige Moyer. Coach Palumbo down at Guilford was a battle every time we played. And um, we won some, we lost some. But, man, did I learn a lot and have some great relationships. Dave Macedo is one of my you know, closest, closest friends. And, and, and because we guarded each other in college and then we battled each other in the ODAC. And, just great respect for him as well. And as you guys know this, there's a lot of good players in Division Three that are playing in Virginia schools that can play at a lot of different levels. I want and the I want the film, what I Mike. Love about it, what I love about it, those guys, you know, uh, I always say Brandon Adair could have played at any school in Virginia. He stayed at Virginia Wesleyan for for four years, and what an incredible career and person he turned into. Now he's an NBA referee. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 now he, you know, he's a professional. Like. And and you just and Justin Wansley, who played for us at Randolph Macon, he could have played for for us at VCU. He has this incredible career, and now he's a very successful businessman in in uh, Northern Virginia. What he did was he found a great place for him and a fit, and he gave it a chance. And there's a lot of great great student athletes in Virginia playing at small colleges that are having great careers and and, and great journeys. And I think that's what it's all about. And Mike, I got to get the video of you. Going against Dave, I got to. We got to get that video. Oh, I, I mean, you got to realize this, that that was VHS tape. I don't know if they're dried up and all that. That's a while ago. So well, we're gonna have to yeah, put we, somebody he on was it. At Wilkes, he played at Wilkes University. He was a year behind me, and and we guarded each other and played against each other in the conference finals. We were fortunate to win that game. The next year is when I think his team went to the Final Four at Wilkes, um, or pretty darn close. But we had a a great battle. Great battle. 
Well, Coach, we could talk to you all day, and I'm sure we'll get you back on the program again sometime soon. Thank you so much for the time today, and enjoy the uh, rest of the madness, and I'm sure we'll bump into you somewhere down the road in the offseason. You got it. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Coach. All the best to you guys. Thanks, Thanks, Mike. That is the one and only Mike Rhodes, head basketball coach of VCU, with us this morning here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. We could have spent another 20 minutes with him, but we are overdue for another break because we got on the national champion coach of the captains of CNU set to join us next, John Krikorian. That's coming your way here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry Kinglaw. If you're injured in an accident, you call 757-INJURED for Larry King. With the Coach Ed Young, I am Matt Hatfield, and we are pleased to be joined by a special guest. He is the Hitman's basketball coach of the Division Three National Champion, Christopher Newport University Captains. What a finish it was, a photo finish, in fact, in their final game that took place last Saturday in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was on the CBS Sports Network against the University of Mount Union, 74-72. to They won it on a game-winning shot in the final second as Trey Barber, the junior, had a driving layup as time expired. We say hello to the coach of the national champions from CNU, John Krikorian. Coach, you've been coaching an awful long time, but it doesn't get any better than it did last week, did it? It absolutely does not. What's up, Matt? Uh, great to hear your voice. Great to be on the show. Uh, man, it's it just a, a surreal experience, uh, week, game, the whole deal. I mean, it's it was awesome. As that is winding down, and as great as – Trey Barber shot watch, which will was which will live in infamy there at CNU and all over the country. Um, I think the the play that gets forgotten about was the play by uh, Ty Henderson before that because you guys had a lead and you lost it there, but he put you back in in the in the front. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know that that bucket he got an and one not only score but stop the clock um, was just. I mean that was it. You know we were we could have easily had a. Uh, you know, a moment of feeling sorry for ourselves, but he just raced it up the court, got an A and one, put us back up. Um, that you're, you're right. That was a huge play. John, congrats to you. Ed Young here. Uh, you know, I, I feel tremendous for you like everybody else because seeing your program, seeing you in practice, seeing your games, you, you work so hard, you're so passionate. And I know a lot of coaches are in that same label, but you really put effort and time and work into your kids and your program. And also for that guy next to you on that bench, Roland Ross, been there so long <laughs> to get a, get an opportunity to uh, uh, get a national championship. So uh, I'm, I'm very uh, glad for you and proud for you guys. Thanks, Coach. You know that means a lot coming from a from a guy like you. You've been around and you've done it and you've done it well. And um, like you said, there's so many coaches out there doing it uh, yeah. the right way and working their tails off. And you know I, I don't know why it was our time necessarily, but but it was, and, and I'm incredibly happy for Coach Ross, you know, 40 years at CNU on the bench, playing, coaching. Um, it, it was really magical for, for him. Well, and, and what it does, too, we just had Mike Rhodes on from VCU, and, of course, you know, he's done a tremendous job, and he mentioned it you, too, and is proud of, proud of what you guys have done uh, when he was at Randolph-Macon. <clears throat> and you've got, you know, Cito wins a title at Wesleyan, and uh, Macon wins one last year. It just goes to show people that how good Division Three basketball really is, and there are players out there. But I've always said you guys, Division Three level, have to work the hardest because 
you don't have pick of the litter. You don't have scholarship money. You don't have six nine, a wing player, six seven point guard, so to speak. You really, really, really got to get in the gym and make it work. But it does show people just how good Division three basketball is. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And just talking about those programs there with uh, Coach Macedo at Virginia Wesley and Coach Merkel, and before him, Coach Rhodes up at Randolph-Macon, uh, three national championships there. I mean, not just Division three basketball, but in the state of Virginia, um, you know, we got two straight in the Commonwealth, and I know we're all going to work to keep it here. That You know, if, if you're not, you know, a mid-level Division one player, you can play – a very, very high level of college basketball in the state and do it well. And um, it, it, we're just thrilled to be the one carrying the banner right now. The other thing I need to know, because I didn't get a chance to see it on TV, back in the day, Jim Valbell, when he won a national title, which he didn't think he was going to win, he's running around, everybody's <laughs> hugging. Did you get a chance to hug anybody? Did you jump on the pile? Were you under the pile? Where Did you get the water quickly, the Gatorade? What, give us, Give us that important scenario. So I'm not a big celebrator like that, you know, and in fact, somebody sent me a picture of my reaction after the shot went in and I literally put my hands on my knees, my head to the ground. And it was like a incredible sense of relief. Um, and, and just, you know, and then just hoping that they were going to count the basket because then they had to yep, go to yep. the monitor to make sure. Um, and it was just, you know, for me, just a sense of relief on, on an incredibly hard fought game. I was exhausted and uh, I was just so, so happy that it was over. (laughs) That's so awesome. We're talking with the national coach of the year by basketball coaches association, John Kerkorian of Christopher Newport university, which capped a remarkable 30 and three season with 15 consecutive wins, including the thriller against Mount union last Saturday in Indiana, 74, 72. It is seven, five, seven Saturday sports talk here on priority auto sports radio, 94.1. 94.1. You mentioned just the wealth of basketball talent and knowledge we got with yourself and Coach Merkel at Macon, Coach Macedo at Wesleyan. And until your three losses, Coach, were against Macon and Wesleyan. I want to go back to that Wesleyan game because I think that was in a lot of ways a turning point for your season. I believe you were up 18 at the half in that game, lost on a buzzer beater, finished 77 76. But sometimes, maybe that's not a good loss, but a loss can teach you what your team's got in terms of its metal, its adversity, how you, you battle through. And I think from there, you guys showed you were able to to respond from that moment. I think you only lost one more game the rest of the year, which was to Macon, and you guys really learned from that experience, did you not? Yeah, that was a, you know, a tough week. We came out of finals. Uh, Barber had just gotten hurt, so we were finding our way, and you know, we played just some really good teams that week. We had Hammond Sydney come in and beat us, and then you know, I thought we, we figured some things out against Wesleyan in the first half, but you know, they, they came storming back and, and won it at the buzzer, which uh, was an amazing game and a great win for them. And, you know, I do, I think it, it caught our guys' attention. Like, hey, we're, if we want to do something special here, we're, we're going to have to tighten up. And uh, But at the same time, it kind of epitomized our team. You know, we lived on the edge all year. Uh, this was a unique team. We were not, you know, uh, we, we were not just like a machine where you just kind of march through the season. Uh, we had a lot of ups and downs, and these guys lived on the edge, and Uh, I think in some ways that helped us because we had been in so many close games. We had lost the buzzer beaters like that. Um, And when we got to that tournament, I thought it really helped us all of those experiences and those close games. Um, It allowed us to play with a fearlessness 
Like, hey, we've been here. We've done that. Um, we're not afraid to lose, but we're going to go and try to win. And we never played with fear throughout that whole tournament, and I thought that was really the key. One of the neat stats that jumped out at me, Coach, and looking at your team is that all 17 players listed on the roster are from the Commonwealth of Virginia, which shows about how important it is, I think, to recruit the entire state, not just the 757, which is essential because you have names such as John Hines and Jamal Madison and Colin Hines from Norview High School and many others, and Ty Henderson from L.C. Bird and Richmond with that go-ahead shot, the game-winning shot by Trey Barber from Woodbridge and Christ Chapel, but... Certainly to have that certainly I think means a lot to the people around our state, the community, and everyone there at CNU. Yeah, you know, it's a great feeling to 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 know that, you know, you're you're kinda like the flagship program in the state of Virginia. Um and all these guys come and they they take great pride. Uh and I think that every year that goes by, that pride has been increased and fueled and and I think the high school and AU coaches within the state feel it too. The players feel it. And even though they play against each other and compete during their high school careers, um, you know they come here and bond and become brothers. And it's it's a really really cool thing to to know that we represent the state and the Commonwealth in that way. Uh, and to get it done, uh, it, it is it's awesome. It's exciting. John, let's let's do this real quick. Uh, let's talk about maybe at least some of your seniors, you know, some, some key behind-the-scenes guys, or at least your seniors as they're going to be leaving out, uh, give some accolades to those guys. Yeah, thanks for that. So so the the, the guy you, you know the most is Matt Brody, was a fifth-year guy for us. He uh, started his career at James Madison, played at W.T. Woodson, won a state championship there, uh, and he was the glue to the whole deal this year. He got big buckets when we needed him. He guarded the other team's best player. Um could shoot, could slash, high character guy, just just awesome. Um, and we have some guys that didn't didn't play as much, like Nick Thomas from Tab High School, uh, true fourth year senior. He's going to go on to to Howard Law School. Just uh, first class guy who helped us every day and a terrific player. So, you know, there was nobody we played all season that gave us more problems than Nick Thomas did every day in practice. Like he could really go, and he helped us so much. Uh, every single day and he helped us in games too um, you know we brought in a fifth-year guy in Rodney Graves this year was really pivotal for us uh, he graduated from a four-year school in Buffalo and then came here for a fifth year and just really stepped into like a sixth-man role made some big shots for us uh, Tyler Trimble is a fifth-year guy who stayed and went to graduate school here at CNU uh, didn't didn't play a lot over his career but was a tremendous leader uh, and then Brandon Edmond also is a, a fifth-year guy uh, who, who helped us in a couple big games this year off the bench. And, uh, again, another just leader, glue guy, had been here for the 2019 Final Four, understood what it took, and kept the guys in line. So those five guys are leaving us. We're going to miss them tremendously. Um, but you're absolutely right. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about those outstanding young men. And a wealth of key returnees, plus they'll have some newcomers as Christopher Newport as national champions. They defeated Mount Union in last week's 
championship game at the Division Three level in Indiana, 74-72, on a thrilling buzzer beater from Trey Barber. And we're talking with the Coach of the Year, John Kerkorian, with us here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. A couple minutes with John as CNU joins the likes of Macon 2022, Virginia Wesleyan 2006, as three programs, Division Three in our state, have won national titles here in the last 17 years. And, Coach, I heard a rumor. Tell me if it's true. Now, we tried to bait Ed a few years ago, had his team won a state championship into getting a tattoo, and his kids were all thrilled about the possibility Rumor has it that you told your guys at some point you would get an earring if you won the national title. Is that true? Unfortunately, that is true. Ah, that, okay. We got to wait know, to see what when that ceremony is. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm a man of my word, and this is going to happen. But I, I'm not going to tell you when. Okay. Um, but I, I may have to. But um, yeah, we're, we're Mike Cherry, who was a tremendous player. I'm sure Ed remembers Mike Cherry one of the all-time greats at CNU, one of my first recruits. You know, when we started building this thing right away, we kind of said, hey, you know, they said, Coach, if we win this thing, you got to get a tattoo. I said, I don't do tattoos. I said, but but I'll do an earring. And so that thing has been passed on along the down the years. And uh, sure enough, my time has come. So um, at some point here this spring, I will be donning a uh, – some some earrings. They won't be on there long, so you better come out to Newport News and see me uh, in those days because it, they will not be in long. Uh, but I will do it. We got to get a camera crew. Whoa. We got to get a sponsor for it. Oh yeah, yeah that, this is big news. This, you know, this national championship, John. We got to do it. What do the wife and daughters think of this? They're all for it. Oh, are you kidding me? They want me to get hoop de loops and all the rest of it. You know. Wow, but it's worth it, isn't it, to win a national championship to get an earring? It's got to be worth it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I listen. I don't. I don't make promises. I can't keep. You know, we can do this. I can get through this. Okay. So to go back to back, what 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 will you do to go back to back? No, you know, earrings and tattoos are out the window for that, right? Oh man, I haven't thought about that yet. But I don't know how you, I don't know how you you top earrings. You know, but we'll come up with something. Well, it's pretty cool though. I think that's that's neat that you're a man of your word and you're going to get it done and. Um, Amongst uh, everything that's taken place in the last six, seven days, any one or two things that, that stick out in your brain, Coach, as far as you know, moments or things that you'd like to share with the audience? Because I know this has been a special time for you, and, and to see what transpired, all the hard work, the blood, sweat, and tears that go into this, a lot of people don't get the chance to to realize or recognize what you all do to get to this point. Yeah, well, you know, obviously you don't you don't do this alone, and, and the the players and the coaches that have come before, uh, you know, to think about Bev Vaughn, uh, Glenn Russell, and then C.J. Willem, who hired me, uh, and all the work they put in to even make this a possibility. All the players that uh, helped build this program and um, were so close, you know, um, to get to getting us to this point where we could get over that hurdle. And then our administration here at CNU, uh, it's just, it's really special. And then, But most importantly, it's my family, you know. These, you know, my my wife and my three kids jumped in the car, drove 12 hours to to Indiana to be there, um, and and that means more than you can know. As as Ed knows, you know, when you're when you're a coach's wife and a coach's family, I mean, you live it every day, and and you know, you make as many sacrifices, if not more, than than the coach and the players, and and uh, you know, they're the ones behind the scenes that make it all happen. We could never be in this situation without without my bride Emily and my three unbelievable kids. Well, I can tell you one thing, Mike. You get to the national championship next year, 
<clears throat> since you won it this year, CNU's going to have to fly those family members out, <laughs> or there's an opening at Penn State, and uh, we could throw the name. We, I could start he's the rumor right now. He's Everybody got Mike Rhodes going to Penn State. I'm going to Penn right State. I think he wants you guys to get on a staff, and he can come there, and y'all going to have to have a good time back in his home state of Pennsylvania at this point. <laughs> I think that's what it might be, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, not John. You know, you like I said, you're well deserved in terms of the work and effort you put into passion. Yeah, I know a lot of people do that, and and that's what you're supposed to do in the business. But you do it a, a special, different way. And of course, now I'm I'm imagining there's still a lot of more things coming on. We got to get the parade going on. You got to go meet the governor. All this kind of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know you right now. You've already said about. Roland's probably out there right now. Somebody, we've got to get ready for next year. And there might be two parades, Ed, because next week the CNU women play Transylvania oh, at American Airlines in Dallas, Texas. So you could have a couple of parades, the men and women possibly winning championships. Coach, that's extremely rare at any level, D1, D2, or D3. Yeah, it is. That would be the first time uh, men's and women's have done it in Division Three history at the same school. Wow. So we're excited for for those ladies, we know they can do it. We're we're all behind them. It's awesome. It's really just incredible. Now I am glad that we're done first. <laughs> and hey, I you can, took care of your end of the I bargain, can, right? <laughs> I can breathe a little bit, you know. Uh, all the pressures on that. No, no pressure. They're just going to go play. But um, no, this is a, a great time. I'm so happy for my players that get to celebrate this and have those parades and go to the governor's mansion and do all this cool stuff. Because you know, as we say often, to the victor goes the spoils and. You know they they deserve it, and then at some point we'll we'll have to get back on track and get ready for next season. But we're not gonna we're not gonna push that for a little bit. For sure, enjoy it, bask in the glory here. The CNU women thirty one and zero one went away from a thirty two and zero perfect season to go with the men who won a national championship at thirty and three overall, fifteen consecutive wins capped by that thrilling win on Trey Barber's game winner at the buzzer seventy four seventy two last Saturday against Mountain Union. Coach, congrats again. It's been a joy to watch you from afar, and your program also see you up close and personal back in October. I think it was at that exhibition against Old Dominion, and how you have all come so far from that day to now winning the national championship. All the best, and I'm sure we'll bump into you along the uh, journey here on the offseason season path and trail with recruiting and all that we definitely will thanks so much matt thanks ed see you guys soon you bet hi john congrats again thanks that is the coach of the national champion captains of cnu john krikorian the real coach k please stand up and he is standing up and hoisting that trophy at cnu here on 757 saturday sports talk what a story that is cnu minute how about the women next week chance to go win both of them first time in d3 history that's remarkable uconn did it in division one you think of them with men and women but be pretty cool if it happens right here in our own backyard. How didn't they, they've already played and they have to wait a whole because they've moved the division two and three to final four weekend for the women, for the to women give them more which I think is actually yes more exposed. If you've noticed today, in fact, as uh, AJ is watching with uh, bated breath here closely, the Maryland seven to six lead on Notre Dame here with about six minutes to go in his first quarter as the Terps miss a shot inside. Irish get a board and are pushing up the break. I won't do play by play now, but they've moved some of the women's games up today for the Sweet Sixteen, so that does not interfere with the men's games. Give them a little more visibility on the ESPN family of networks. People watch that before the two Elite Eight games tonight with K-State and FAU and UConn against Gonzaga. Okay, guys, I think it's a good idea. Because the women's, they already played the Final Four, which was what, a week ago? The men played the Final Four last So the week. women, I thought the women, the only thing left is the championship. Correct. So they give them a little break, a little breather. It's a long break. Well, it's a, it's a break. Are, are you complaining about it? You don't like it as well, a coach? Here my, my women's oh, bracket. Here goes AJ. My women's bracket is uh, what I've only lost 13, 12 games. I think in the women's bracket. D one. You didn't do a division three women's bracket though. I'm pretty sure. My D three women's bracket. Oh, here he goes. Women's lies, lies. bracket. I think I've lost four. 
Four? Okay, but you've got CNU beating Transylvania next week. Yeah, I take Transylvania it. is where Dracula came from. I thought it was in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Wasn't Transylvania? Or my, my dad will be yeah. texting me in a minute. It was Pottsylvania or something like that. No, I don't it's know. Transylvania. They got that. Yeah. That's where Dracula was born. I, think it, yeah. I say the women are, are still wrapping up the Sweet 16. I thought I heard you say Final Four. No, no. We're talking about the Division Three next ah, week. Ah, okay. That's three, where yeah. I lost it. No, 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 no. You lost, yeah. Ed's going all around and thinking of, as he as he you know he's you think you've heard a rant from got to keep up. Maryland's up nine six by the way. Okay, that, that, bucket. that's there where you go. AJ's Three. attention is right no now. No question, Maryland. he's watching the Greenville Regional Fear as he should be. Yeah, fair to turtle, baby, go Terps. All right, we come back. You're going to hear a real Ed Young rant because we got some. I think we got some audio that we'll, we'll have for you that will be interesting to get his reaction. Plus, some elite eight picks sure to go wrong on seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk. It is your home for sports. What is it? Priority. Auto Sports Radio, the best there is, 94.1. Hey, you got it. Congratulations. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. That's right. We are here with you on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Uh-oh, they can't stop the spin move. Maryland up three against Notre Dame. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with the coach Ed Young and A.J. Risser. I'm Matt Hatfield. We thank all of our guests this morning. It's been a busy show, fellas, from John Krikorian of the National Champion, captains of CNU, Mike Rhodes, head basketball coach of VCU, as well as David Teal, Virginia Sports Hall of Fame columnist from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, and, and... Darnell Dozier, the 13-time state champion, Lady Cavaliers of Princess Anne. If you missed any of that, you can hear it on our podcast page, ESPNRadio941.com. And, uh, by the way, it was Pottsylvania from the Rocky and Bullwinkle. My dad texted in. And uh, we won't have time for this rant, but Pat from Smithfield, you know who that is, Ed, wants to know what you think of the Final Four dress code. Well, I'll tell you this before he even answers. He likes it on one side of the dress code, probably not the others. You prefer the ladies' dress code or the men's dress code, I would think. Uh, ladies' dress code. There you go. Not crazy about the men's dress code. We got a real rant, though, because we have Baby Gronk. You say, what is Baby Gronk? Well, what is Baby Gronk? Thank you. Let's let's give it a listen about Baby Gronk. This is good stuff, we think, if we have it. Now it's not This work. is Madden San Miguel, better known as Baby Gronk. Baby Gronk, I'm the number one third grader in America. At just nine years old, Baby Gronk is already five inches taller and 30 pounds heavier than the average kid and it shows. Rather than playing Fortnite after school, this kid spends his time pulling Escalades and getting swole. And this dude absolutely mosses everyone in his way. This viral middle schooler is so good, he's averaging six touchdowns per game and is the youngest player to ever have an NIL deal. Although he's committed to Oregon, Madden has been busy constantly visiting other top programs like LSU, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, and many more. But this fourth grader is already on the radar of every Division I program in the nation. Not only that, he's already raking in over $50,000 in NIL money from Champ Sports. Is Baby Gronk the real deal? Baby Gronk. How about that? Number one third grader in America, Ed. What do you think about Baby Gronk? Raking it in NIL cash. Straight cash, homie. Third grader, you don't give him cash. You give him toys. That's the <laughs> NIL deal's toy. Didn't he, and he already committed to Oregon? Yeah, he's committed to Oregon. Quack, quack. He's a duck. Unbelievable. You're not going to go on a rant about that? Oregon needs all the help they Didn't can Didn't you get. say to me this week, AJ, when I texted you that, this is like, almost like a form of child abuse? What you I said, mean, like- the, the, what, it, what I thought of when I watched this is, is you remember that documentary that HBO came out with about Tiger Woods? And, and you oh, yeah. learned about Tiger Woods' childhood, about 
how basically his parents didn't let him have any sort of of uh, fun essentially outside of of the world of golf and and yeah. I look at it and obviously I don't know we don't know the whole story here but in this Instagram video there's videos of him pulling a, an, an Escalade like there there's you know I, whatever that entails but again it's like this kid better be having a personal life yeah at, the, at in third grade like that's like arguably the most important years of an infant's life a child's life is making friends socializing I don't know. It's it's weird to me. It's 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 even weirder that a Division one school like Oregon offers a scholarship to a third. How grader. are you supposed to coach that kid when he gets to high school, Ed? Mike? Well, you don't have to coach him, but Mike, it's gracious. Middle, middle school. Forget high school when he gets yeah. to middle school. Which He's is not even middle bad. school yet, baby Gronk. You know, you go back years ago, AJ. Look it up. It's a little bit before your time. Todd Marinovich's dad, former quarterback at Southern Cal. Um, he he kind of put him in a glass bottle, so to speak, about glass making this. He was going to make him the all-time greatest, perfect quarterback. He he controlled yeah. his diet, his friendships. The kid the kid could go nowhere, and nobody even remembers his pro career if he even had one. It was just yeah. It's that. just it, I I'm all for wanting your children, and I say this with absolutely no experience because I have no children. So parents feel free to yell at me, but. I have absolutely no problem with with making you know trying to give your child the the best sort of sports life as a sports fan as a sports fanatic as I am. I mean, I'd love to to make sure that my future kid is playing every every type of sport and he's good mm-hmm. at it. But there's also a limit. There's I mean, it's third grade. This dude should be out playing tag. Yeah, he should be playing hide and go seek. All right, well, we're not going to play Tiger Hiding the Seat because we have about a minute and a half left in the show, so we want to know who you're picking. FAU, Kansas State, Wildcats, one-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. Who you like? As Ed closes his eyes and tries to envision who wins this game. You want to go first, Risser? I guess I can. I guess I can. I know who I'm I'm going to pick, but let you guys go first. Um, Well, I do. I mean, only because I picked them, and the only way I can get more points is by picking Texas. Uh, So I'm really hoping Texas pulls one out there. Um, Wait, Texas? Texas against didn't you say Texas Miami? Well, that's the last game. But if you want to go ahead and give us Texas, so sorry, you're pick Texas that was the first against, one I looked at against my boy Larry Negro. Uh, Kansas fine. State, I you know FAU, give them props. Conference USA, you know you really didn't expect them to to be here. Um, even if you think that Purdue is overrated, you still didn't expect FAU to be here. Uh, although Kansas State, I didn't think was going to get past Michigan State, and I think the winner of that game was going to be in the Final Four. So I'm taking Kansas State. You're taking Kansas State. All right, Ed, Kansas State. I agree. Keontae Johnson's going to have a big game. All right. Next game tonight, Connecticut-Gonzaga. I'll go first. I'm going to pick UConn but I because I got in my Final Four bracket, but this game would scare me. I think Gonzaga's going to play them to the wire and have a chance to win. Ed? I'm going to stay with UConn. All right. You going to sweep this here, AJ? I mean, no, if they not. keep letting Drew Timmy or Timmy Drew, whatever Timmy! His, his name is, if they keep letting him travel in the paint, then Gonzaga's Ooh. going to win. But if the refs actually show up tonight, I'm going to take UConn. Travel in the paint. That's a pretty strong, damning words there by AJ. And uh, you mentioned your pick of Texas-Miami, which we'll get to ours in a second. But San Diego State-Creighton, I have no idea who wins this game. You want to go first, AJ? No, I really don't want to go first on this Ed goes Creighton. I'll go San Diego State to be different. How about that? I mean, I have to go with the team that just took down the number one overall seed, right? So I have to go with San Diego State. You don't have to, but you can go with them like me. And then you heard AJ's going Texas. Give me Miami, baby! I got a root for my boy Larry Nega and Jordan Miller. What you got, Ed? I want Miami so bad, but I'm picking Texas. 
Terps up two as we go to the second quarter. AJ, I'll actually shave if the Terps win. How about that? I'll you shave know, it. If, I'll do it just for you. Can I'll you shave imagine it. if face. Angel Reese didn't transfer to LSU, how unstoppable this Maryland team would be with Diamond Miller and Angel Reese? Come on. I got to shave because guess what? Neither one of these teams is beating South Carolina in the next round. That'll do it. If you miss any of the show, it's up on the podcast page for you later. ESPN Radio 941.com. We'll talk to you next Saturday in April. Final Four weekend on your home for the Final Four and so much more. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.